hey emily yeah um i had a question for you okay is it big match minute or the big match minute because i think the album art says one and we've been saying the other i feel very strongly in my heart that it's the big match minute should i put a the on that because we haven't you know, published anything. No, could change I that. think okay. sometimes, you know, things don't always need to match, you know? Yeah. Sometimes you want crust on your sandwich. You get what I'm saying? I don't follow that metaphor. I'm okay with things not matching, <laughs> but the crust on the sandwich is where you absolutely, completely fucking lose me. Sometimes, Sometimes uh you know you want you want some lumps in your mashed potatoes. That I that I connect with. I love a lumpy mashed potato. Sometimes uh you know you want uh you know. Did you need another one? I did, but I did but none came to mind. <laughs> okay. All Sometimes right. you want a fly frozen in the middle of your ice cube. Okay, <laughs> once again, I don't follow because I don't Adds want character that. and protein. Okay. Hey, welcome to the Big Batch Minute. The Big Batch Minute, we're talking exclusively about episode one of season seven of Clone Wars, the Star Wars TV show that Lily has never watched. I am Emily Schmemmel. I quit. <laughs> hey, I'm Lilith. This is how intros get made, Lilith. This is, this is the, this is the, this is, this is the blood and bones and pink slime that goes into making a podcast intro. All right. All right. <laughs> Podcast interests are the hot dogs of audio entertainment. See, I usually have to—I have to cut mine together and post in the past, and so oh, I guess see, no. you're, yeah. we take all the stuff that is cut, we put it in, slap it in an intestine, and call it a sausage. That's what I say. Um, this is the big match minute. This is a show where my dear, my best friend, some would even say, Lilith and I, um, we break down uh, big matches from wrestling history, matches that are big to us personally. I don't minute think history is fair because this one's like three weeks old. Hey, anything that's anything that's not that's not present or future is history. Am I right? right. Sure. <laughs> anyway, this is the first match we have done. We are on minute three, and it is of course the Firefly Funhouse match at WrestleMania you thirty. Said whatever. It. I know. You said Aren't it. It's thirty-six. Thirty-six in a row. <laughs> A lot of people think that 37 is the only number mentioned in that scene, but her, her original assessment is 36. Right, right, right. Uh, 36 not including Dante, 37 including Dante. Right. And if you don't know what I'm talking about, you're a, better, you're a better person than I. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. How did, how did this minute strike you, Lily? Oh, is a Bray Wyatt heavy minute. Yeah, we're, a... we're, we're, we're into the, the, the heat of it. Mm-hmm. Would you say that's accurate? Yeah, 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 yeah. We we got a lot of Bray Wyatt, a lot of Bray Wyatt talking, which is my favorite shit. Uh, get a lot of fiend. Sure, heavy fiend minute. Uh huh. Where we left off, we were we had been learning what um 
just what it was that Mr. Cena stole from mm-hmm. Mr. Wyatt at WrestleMania all those years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was a victory. We, I guess we don't really find out in specific terms what Cena stole. I mean, you know, it, took from it, him. his dignity, I suppose. Yeah, you know, um, Wyatt went his into identity. into WrestleMania 30 with a lot of momentum. He had the family behind him, everything like that. Cena stomped his ass. Wyatt yeah. really never got back up. Um, yes. You know, the, 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 the family stuck around for a few years after that, but, you know, that was it really was never where the, the same. That was where the fabric started to tear on both uh, his family and uh, the character of Bray Wyatt. That's true. Um, we are then treated to some a, a choice selection of uh, of screen uh, of of moments. I I believe that mm-hmm. are meant to portray John Cena as a classic Hollywood phony. Yeah, would you say yeah. that's fair? Yeah, why he's self centered. He is a um, yeah. He's a he, you know he's the same. He's the same fucking Hollywood phony that he uh, said The Rock was heading into WrestleMania. 28 i want to say and i want to say 28 and 29 that's right that's <laughs> right it was yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, the first of these shots i want to break down all of these shots because they're yes. all important to me mm-hmm. uh the first one uh when i was watching when we were watching it together over like you were streaming it so there was yeah. there was some fidelity loss on my end as a result mm-hmm. um i i identified mr cena standing next to a a like a wild gray beard gentleman who I, I could only be certain was either Michael Sheen or Mel Gibson. Which um, I would hope wouldn't be Mr. Gibson, but uh, it turned out to be Sheen, right? It did. It did turn out to be Sheen. It turned out that I was looking at the Doolittle premiere. Was Rami Malek also in that? Uh, uh, yeah. Once I got a yeah. full look at the clear picture, it was very obvious that, that Rami Malek is in the house, as well uh-huh. as Robert Downey Jr., Right. Uh, Robert Downey Jr. with a curious look. He's uh, leaning into his age, perhaps. He's wearing a Hugh Hefner-style smoking jacket and some uh-huh. what I can only describe as uh, intellectual uh, fuckboy glasses. You know when, and then when a fuckboy is also an intellectual? Yeah. And, you know, it, it, was, it was the premiere for Doolittle. And so, mm-hmm. you know. Beloved he, uh, family film Doolittle. He was, he, was taking, he was taking some risks because, of course, he knew that nobody was watching. So. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. Um, there are some other people in this picture. I cannot identify any of them. Yeah. Um, one of them looks sort of like a, a, like a gay reboot of Alan Ruck. Um, apologies to the person I'm talking about if, if if that's not a characterization you enjoy. I don't think it's necessarily a bad thing. I like Alan Ruck. He's great in speed. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> but I think I, I think that's all I have to say about the Doolittle image unless you have anything more. No, I mean it's it's just a it's just a shot of John Cena at the Doolittle premiere. <laughs> <laughs> These things are very important to me. Uh-huh. Next, we see Mr. Cena uh, at a premiere of some sort. Someone is holding a uh, like a a big like fo- not foam but like a a, a a thick printout of the poster for the Marine. Uh huh. Um, I don't. Mm, do you think this is the actual premiere of the Marine, or do you think this is just a poster someone brought because they knew John Cena would be at this event? Oh yeah, that's a big marine right there um yeah I and mean, we're not talking about john cena i mean it's kind of it's, it's i'll say both of them it does look 
closer to what his hair would have looked like back then. That's uh, true. But uh, I couldn't say for sure. Yeah, we got to look at the smartphones in the crowd, see if they uh, see what oh, area yeah. they coordinate to. Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't know if we have enough fidelity. Oh, yeah, no, wait. That is kind of like rectangles. Okay. No, I'm seeing one that is definitely like iPhone 6 or later. So I'm going to okay. say that this is not from the premiere of any of Cena's Marine films. Okay. Good to know. Next up, we have Cena at the Daddy's Home 2 premiere. Yes. Cena's on the right. To the, going from left to right, we got, or right to left, rather, we got Cena. And then we got uh, Tootsie Boy from uh, Rise of the Planet of the Apes, John Lithgow. Then <laughs> yes, we got yes. uh, Johnny Lith. Uh, Johnny Lith. Will go, Ferrell. Go. <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> the pod of Tomcast has been dead for years, and we are not the ones to revive it. I refuse to let it die. <laughs> <laughs> Next to Gogo, we have William Ferrell. Next to Will Ferrell, I actually don't recognize yeah. this person. Uh, but then next to that, we have uh, Marky Mark himself, Mark Wahlberg. Uh-huh. Yeah. That, now, how uh, do you think John beloved Cena? Beloved racist. Mark, <laughs> beloved racist, but also like John Cena, beloved uh, Massachusetts resident. How, That's do you think true. they? Uh, do you think they related to each other on those grounds? I bet they did. I bet that they did. That's a, that's a sort of damning piece of evidence against John Cena, I would say. As as you uh-huh. pointed out, Mark Wahlberg, Mark Wahlberg is a known racist. Yeah, 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 yeah. That is absolutely true. Um, I'll, you know, uh, John Cena is. Uh, here's here's what I'll here's what I'll say. Um, I think John Cena has palled around with uh, probably some worse people in the WWE locker room without Give me incident. Five examples. <laughs> Okay, good. Let me let me just top, let me just go slander. Here, here we go. Top five wrestlers that you think John Cena gets along with that you also believe to be more racist than Mark Wahlberg. Here's the I'm gonna say worse people because it's hard sure. to get more racist than Mark Wahlberg. Yeah, um, you really you really have to like you have to multi-class to beat Wahlberg mm-hmm, an overall worst mm-hmm. person because he is uh he's got really he's really strong in the racism category. Yeah, yeah. JBL, definitely. Oh, Definitely sure. a worse yeah. person than Mark Wahlberg. <laughs> okay, that's good. <laughs> I actually don't know if uh, if Brock Lesnar gets along with anybody, but uh... <laughs> I I don't think I I don't I don't mm, I don't think he gets along with anybody, and I think he especially doesn't get along with John Cena. That's fair. That's fair. <sighs> the Undertaker's probably a piece of shit, right? Like that's hard for probably, me to yeah. say out loud. Because he probably is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He went he, he there's that picture of him like hunting with uh with that war criminal. So I I don't know what specific picture you're referring to. I do know that I've seen Taker in like a Blue Lives Matter shirt. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I think it is safe to assume that he's a terrible person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who else who else can we burn down? <laughs> do you think John Cena and Vince McMahon get along? Oh, well, yeah. I mean, yeah. <laughs> okay, but do you think Here's what I'm gonna ask you: If 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 you could compel John Cena to tell the truth somehow, with mm. like let's say you have access to Wonder Woman's lasso, uh-huh. you can compel John Cena to tell the truth, and you asked him point blank, "Do you like Vincent Kennedy McMahon?" See, what okay, do you think John Cena would say. We see, and 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 that's what I think. You know, you rewind like all of these people. I think you put the Wonder Woman lasso to John Cena. I actually mm-hmm. think that John Cena is for the most part, a very good, if 
overly diplomatic dude. So sure. I think he might burn a lot of these people. Uh, <laughs> if, you, if you had that lasso on him. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Perhaps. Yeah. Perhaps. I, I would imagine the JVL probably rubbed him the wrong way. He's not a fan <laughs> of going hunting with war criminals. Uh, he yeah. <laughs> probably finds uh, Mark Wahlberg's onset banter kind of grating. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay. Well, all right. Let's leave all this behind. One last question before we can move on away from Daddy's home. Okay, too. good. Because you chose you chose way too many wrestlers for me to think of examples. Of. <laughs> <laughs> oh, actually, I have two things I want to say about Daddy's home. Okay. Uh, it is fun. Earlier, we talked about how I thought Mel Gibson perhaps was at the Doolittle premiere. He is not, but he is in the he is pictured. Yeah. Uh, in the Daddy's home premiere, he is uh-huh. he's on a poster behind them. Right. Because right. Um, he he's was not in the first in the movie. Film. He's not in the second one, right? Right. I I haven't seen Emily, either of the films. Do you expect me to be an expert on the Daddy's Home franchise? Of the two of us, I would say I'm probably more likely than you to have exactly. seen them, and I haven't seen either of them. <laughs> um, the other thing. Uh, so Mark Wahlberg has a sort of Boston accent that he, like, uh, he doesn't speak with a lot of the time, but like mm-hmm. he, he leans into it when he's trying to appeal to a certain base. Yes. My question is, when John Cena and Mark Wahlberg were talking on set, do you think like the real Boston accents came out of both of them? Do you think they brought it out in each other? Ooh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I bet they did. Like, yeah. uh, you know, between takes, you know, back at the back at the trailers or whatever. They're just talking about fucking tasty cakes and whatever. <laughs> it came out of you a little bit there. <laughs> I was trying to get in character, you know? Uh-huh. It was good. <laughs> Thanks. Um, okay, that wraps up Daddy's song, I think. Yeah, uh, that the, one the next frame. One, yeah, the next frame is perhaps my favorite in the Hollywood montage. It is a picture mm-hmm. of John Cena posing with Ferdinand, the bull from the movie Ferdinand. <laughs> John Cena looks delighted. John like, Cena looks very happy. There's also, I would like to call uh, anyone's attention to, in the background, there's uh-huh. like a... Uh, Looks like someone working the event who uh, seems very delighted to be yeah. witnessing John Cena posing with Ferdinand. There's, there's a lot of joy. And I mean, I know, like, you know, the, this this is just a costume and Ferdinand's face can't really ambulate, but Ferdinand yeah. looks to be having a good time, too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I do. I like this. This was the, whatever editor decided to include this uh-huh. in the montage deserves a fucking raise. Yeah. I yeah. will say that. Um, John Cena is also doing that that distinct smile you do when you're advertising a kid's property as opposed to a regular property where he has yeah. no teeth. Uh huh. Um, he's yeah. doing a sort of lips covered but still very big smile. A lot of tongue, a lot of a lot of negative space. Uh-huh. Big smile, no teeth. Really, the perfect image if you want to sell the idea that this man is a dipshit who I'm about to defeat in the ring. Uh huh. Uh huh. Yeah. Um. Finally. Uh, we come to the end of this premiere list. Uh, the only celebrity I recognize in this one is John Cena. Uh, I do recognize one of the actors from the film because I saw I did see the film recently. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. Is I, I, it's I from see the, film the Bumblebee. image in the background. Yeah, you just watched it was, that. It is from the film Bumblebee, a film that I very much enjoy. I don't know if she just looks different in real life, but I don't see Haley Steinfeld in this image. She's she's like the star of the film. I think she's like directly to Cena's left. Is that not? Is that her? I think it is. That's a drastically different look than she has in this or any movie that she's actually in. The, it it can I tell you something? It I, the makeup and the weird rope dress. I think I think that's it, and I think I recognize her in that heavy of makeup. 
because of because that was more uh, close to the look that she was wearing in the music video for that song about jerking off that she made a few years back. I do not remember her making a song about jerking off a few years back. We're going to have to discuss this post-podcast because, uh, yeah, she made a song about jerking off a few years back. Uh, you know, I've, I've often noticed in her movies, the look that she has in movies, that she looks a lot like a young Carly Rae Jepsen, perhaps. She, uh-huh. And we know Carly Rae Jepsen made a song about jerking off. This was actually pre-Jepsen oh, maybe, making maybe a Jepsen, song about jerking off. Maybe Jepsen got the idea from her. I think that's, yeah. Oh, that's Pamela Adlon in there, too. I do recognize her. She plays oh, the mom yeah. in the film. She is in this image. Uh, the boy in front is the younger brother in this image. And then the, uh-huh. the gentleman uh, sort of behind John Cena is the uh, the 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 guy who has a crush on the main character? We're gonna have to we're gonna have to watch that music video. Yeah, we are. <laughs> At some point, um, it's really good. And then we're you know we're out of the Hollywood montage and we're in we're into the the the, yeah. the, the meat of this, which is the mm-hmm. Firefly Funhouse segment the, of the minute. The creepy metalcore music video effects over yeah. Bray Wyatt, uh, yeah, being menacing. Yeah being menacing on the the set of a children's show. Uh-huh. A specific kind of children's show, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. An, an Eric very... Andre flavored uh children's show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If Eric Andre did Mr. Rogers. Yeah, yeah. This is the, this would be the set. Uh-huh. Um I'm not going to lie. I'm kind of the movies gal here, so I really I had a lot to say about those opening segments. <laughs> I apologize to the wrestling fans uh, for whom I will not have as much to say about the yeah, other yeah. 40 seconds of this minute. <laughs> yeah, we really we really just dug in. You wanted to get into every frame, literally. <laughs> it was John very Cena important to me. Movie premieres. Uh, and don't you regret be saying, hey, Emily, can you take lead a little so that we don't ramble as much? And don't you, and don't you feel stupid now? I do. I feel real stupid for that at this exact <laughs> point. Uh, <laughs> fuck. Anyway, so we're in the Firefly Flan house. Yes. Fuck! That was the first time I screwed it up. Um, I'm sorry, everybody. I've let you down. Um, anyway. I think at this point they like it more when you screw it up. So <laughs> we've got the creepy little uh, wedding dress, dark gothic wedding dress doll. Abby the witch. Thank you very Abby much. Abby the witch. Abby the witch. We've got yeah. the head that he used to carry around sometimes. Uh huh. Well, that's the his um, head. Yeah, is that's his. He, that's his lantern. He carries that like instead of his uh, lantern. Old he carries lantern. his old head. He carries his old head, but it actually it is a lantern and like fog spits out of its mouth when it comes That's out. That's pretty fun. It's really cool. You think Al Snow gets a check every time he does that? Uh, Al Snow, no, Al Snow See, is. I can make, I can make wrestling references. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, you did it. You're good. No. <laughs> no, Al Snow is at home throwing dives at his TV every. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if that's true. I'm sure. I, I hope he's had a fulfilling career. Same. Um, I like when he poses with the chainsaw. Uh, Bray Wyatt yeah. is good at posing with a chainsaw. Uh-huh. I want to I throw that out there. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, this, real, this whole sequence is really, it's hard to say a lot about it, mm-hmm. even though I just went fucking 20 minutes on John Cena movie premieres. Yeah. Um, but it is... It's because here's the thing. It's the same image over and over again in a lot mm-hmm. of ways, uh, mm-hmm. and yet it is a very effective image, which is Bray Wyatt looking very menacing. 
Well, let's let's go into a couple. There's you know there's a couple specific yeah, yeah. images. So mm-hmm. like you know the the aforementioned chainsaw, um, that's from it's like I think almost a year old segment in which like Bray Wyatt literally like during the Firefly Funhouse took a chainsaw and cut a like an old Wyatt family Bray Wyatt standee in half. Yeah, kill the boy, let the man live, that sort of thing. Right, exactly. There's shots of him. I know I mentioned in the last episode when um, Randy Orton uh, burned down the Wyatt family compound. Um, Mm -hmm. There's like one of the things that he's like hanging up in the Firefly Funhouse is this very like art therapy feeling painting of uh, of that exact scene. (laughs) That's pretty good. (laughs) Yeah, right? Um, And then... The very like finger paint ass looking sign that he has on the door that says "Abandon all hope, ye who enter here, ye who exit here, or exit." Yeah, you're right. You're right. Um, I had the I had the real quote on my mind. Yeah, but uh, um, because that's you know, and that is vitally, I think you know what what uh the Firefly Funhouse represents for Bray. Yeah, you know, it is a it is a haven. Uh, the fiend is the protector. Yeah, the it, it, the Firefly Funhouse makes sense. It's the real world that's crazy. Am I right? I think you are right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> so, you know, Bray says to himself, he's literally like he's talking to his lantern. Um, mm-hmm. That uh, that is his head. Yeah. That it. Yeah. Uh, that he had his chance against Cena. Uh, but yeah. he failed, and that uh, John Cena, you know, he I, I think he says that he, like, took Bray apart and the Fiend put him back together. That's um, correct. That's both what he said and what happened. Yeah, and that without John Cena, the Firefly Funhouse would never uh, have existed. Um, and so that's why the Fiend wants to invite Mr. Cena to this Firefly Funhouse match. Mm-hmm. There's a part in here uh, around uh, second 46, 47, mm-hmm. where there's a group of real children sitting in the Firefly Funhouse. Yeah. Uh, was that, a, was that a, a real segment that you recall? Let me, I can't say that I actually remember watching this. What I'll say about this is it's a very specific choice to have the children seem very obviously bored instead uh-huh. of scared, and I think it works really well. Yeah, 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 yeah. I I may have just you know glazed over it at a certain point. I mm-hmm. in the last year I stopped watching uh, WWE programming regularly and tried mm. to just um, really like Bray Wyatt would be like I would try to look up his segment on YouTube uh, sure. every week. Because uh, he's been the most interesting thing on WWE for, uh, I'd say, more than a year now. Yeah. Um, the kid, There's some picnic baskets. There's uh, beach balls. And because uh, appropriation is apparently Bray Wyatt's kryptonite, the, uh, the one <laughs> shitty thing about him, there are also a number of sombreros in frame. Yeah. Yeah. That is correct. That is correct. <laughs> that is his Achilles heel to keep uh, <laughs> yeah. all of us from liking him too much. Yeah. <laughs> he's kind of shitty about with that sometimes. Uh-huh. Uh-huh, uh-huh, yeah. Like every time he doesn't shave his head. <laughs> mm-hmm, yeah, yeah. Uh, and then we get him with a fun sort of uh, Harley Quinn-style big hammer with a clown oh, nose. I love that mallet so much. 
You love to see a big mallet. <laughs> There's never yeah. a big mallet will never show up in something I'm watching, and, and I'll be like, "Big mallet? Pff, I don't want to see that." I think I think the first time I remember seeing that mallet, um, at least the first time I know I saw it in a match would have been um, at the uh, the much maligned, but that both of us I think are kind of kind of fans of the. Uh, this is the Seth Rollins match. Is that what you're alluding yeah, to? Yeah, yeah, the Hell in a Cell match where he pulled it out from under the uh, the ring and the excellent Hell in a Cell match between the Fiend and Seth Rollins. Let's just get this show's official opinion on record on that uh-huh, matter. Uh huh. And if if anybody wants to come on and challenge us about that, then I mean, I don't know. I don't need, actually know if we're ever gonna have guests on this show, but. <laughs> I'm not opposed we'll to see. it. We'll see but, what uh, happens. I also don't want to have somebody to come on just to argue about uh, that match, which yeah, it was it was great. There was there was literally, I have no complaints about it. Um, yeah, same. Other um, than there's also a, a what's up? Oh, I mean the fans sucked, but uh, you know. Oh sure, yeah. That's that's. Uh, <laughs> Minute 45, uh, or second 45 in this minute, rather, also has a great moment where, uh, mm-hmm. like, the the Fiend's face sort of reveals itself over Bray Wyatt's face, so we mm-hmm. get a moment of seeing Fiend mouth, Bray eyes. That's a lot of fun. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I really love, like, because they, like I said, they really kind of just go into the... Uh, the like weird like metalcore music video aesthetics where you know we're just, we're just rapid cuts and yeah that's VHS like a real stuff it's and, one second you'll you'll miss it if you're not paying close attention uh huh uh huh it's it's really great this this movie or this movie this minute is like a brand of coffee that was popular in the nineties and nuts are like great moments. Because this is chock full of nuts, and nuts are great moments, as we've established. You have anything else to say about? The are minute? you? Do you regret saying "can't wait"? <laughs> I regret the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> All right, yeah, I'm done. Uh, yeah, the last image I know is just a fiend's face, sort of blurred. Obscured by the lights. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Putting his hand to his mouth, and then we're getting that kind of uh that kind of creepy cinematic version of uh he's got the whole world in his hands, which yeah. um was uh quite famously one of uh Bray Wyatt's old uh I'd call it kind of his gimmick that um uh, because it wasn't his entrance music, but it would be something that he would sing. It's just something he would sing, yeah. Or get the crowd um, to sing, get the Wyatt family to sing. I don't think the Wyatt family did a lot of singing. Again. <laughs> as soon as I, as soon as I said that, I was like, I, I meant to say like children's voices, but then yeah. as soon as I, listen, listen, in the heat of the moment on a podcast, you can say wrong things. Yeah, yeah. For people like me, that just means misspeaking a sentence. Uh huh. There was a um. There was a really great moment in a cage match between uh, John Cena and Bray Wyatt, um, mm-hmm. where John Cena was just about to escape through the door um, when a very small child, uh, sh- you know, like the, the lights go out, very small child shows up right in front of John Cena and he starts singing. He's got the whole world in his hands, but they put like a pitch shifter on the kid's microphone. So yeah. he sounded like an octave lower. It was <laughs> fucking terrifying. <laughs> Yeah, that's great. Uh, so that's the minute. Emily? Yeah. 
<laughs> it's a good minute. Yeah. Um, Do you have anything you'd like to plug? Uh, go listen to uh, to Ghost Puncher Core. Probably by the time you're hearing this, um, we are at the end or nearing the end of our most recent story arc, um, which is really good. So go listen to that. Do you have anything check. that you would like to plug? Yeah, check out Dunstan Checks Men and Go Go Godzilla, the two other shows that I do. Uh, follow me on Twitter at Very Cool Emily, and you'll find links to both those other shows on my profile. I probably should have said you could follow me at uh, at twitter.com slash death carpets. That's, yeah. I forgot, <clears throat> Emily. I'm very excuse me. sorry. You excuse. should be. Okay. <laughs> Emily, did we. um? Did we come up with some kind of outro for this show? Like a uh, sign-off phrase? Nope. Nope.